Oh, hold <laughs> squeaky, squeaky chair. <laughs> welcome to Sci-Fi with Jesse Mercury. I am here with Sarah Lehman. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you. It's been a while. It has been, been a, a while. long while. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. Or maybe I don't. No, I don't think you should stop. I, sh- I should just do that every time. Every time. I think about that sometimes. I think about like, I hope that it comes up in a conversation where someone asks me how long something's been and that it has been a while so that I can do that. Is that weird? No, I think that's great. Good. Yeah. Uh, Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, So every time you've been here, we've had something specific to talk about. Mm -hmm. And today we do, but it's very (laughs) nonspecific. A broad nonspecific. A very broad nonspecific thing. So I've had this idea recently about inviting people on the podcast to talk to me about the history of their love of science fiction and what it was that they loved when they were younger and, you know, what shows and TV and, well, I guess shows and TV are the same thing, but like shows and movies and books and whatever it is that you've been into throughout your life, um, starting from when you were young. Uh, and you have agreed to do this with me. Yeah. And I'm so excited because I've been wanting to do this for a while and I'll probably do this with more people in the future. Okay. Um, but anyway, Sarah, yeah. what was the first science fiction you ever remembered loving? X-Files. The X-Files, yep. really? Do you know how old you were? I was in middle school, I want to say. Wow. Or maybe early high school. I think I was probably like in like seventh or eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. So that was like your, your introduction to science fiction? No, my dad was really into sci-fi. Oh, okay. And I actually like resisted it for a long time. <laughs> oh, really? Just like for spite. I was like, I'm not going to like this shit. Because he watched like original Star Trek. He watched uh, Next Generation. Right. Um, From a distance, I'll say this as someone who loves Star Trek. From a distance, it's easy to look at Star Trek and be like, I don't think so. Yeah. Especially as a kid. (laughs) Right. Who like when you're already like bitter towards your parents, you know, just to be like, I'm not going to like that. But I grew up watching um, The Day the Earth Stood Still, like all those old school like sci-fi movies. Yeah. The Day the Earth Stood Still is great. Yeah. You're, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like adjusting your microphone. And then here. You you can and look. Then you, I can't see you. But that's okay. You can look at me around the microphone. There you go. That, see, Barely. That's, or just put your head wherever it wants to be and I'll move the mic. We can get you like looking sideways. No, it'll, I'm, good. I'm it'll, good. It'll be good. I'm good. It'll be good. I'll behave. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we're podcasting professionals over here. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, and I've completely derailed the conversation. What no. were we talking about? Um, Your dad, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. So he he watched a lot of sci-fi as I was growing up. So I was sci-fi was all always like in my view. I just never really like got into it until X Files. So what say. what about the X Files? was able to puncture your sci-fi barrier where you're just like, fuck this. My dad likes this. I don't want any of it. And then the X-Files comes on and you fall in love with it. So what was the difference? And did your dad like the X-Files? My dad did like the X-Files. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think what made the difference was it, it wasn't so like future based. So it seemed more like here and now. Right. Yeah. It's like happening in in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. During the 90s. It was happening in the 90s. Exactly. And it forever will be happening in the 90s. Scully's haircuts, yes, will yeah. always be in the 90s. Although X-Files is still on now, so it's also happening now. Yeah. Which is so weird. I keep forgetting that X-Files is on. Although, is it coming back for another season? I don't know. I've kind of fallen off of like my radar of everything. Yeah. 
you, <laughs> yeah, Sarah had a kid and uh, yes. has been spending a lot of time being a mom. Yeah, you know, with and a little s- one running around. And your son is named Elliot, yes. which is amazing. Yeah. Which I'm so, ex- I'm still so excited about because like, what a great name. It is a great name. Do you He's- ever, do you ever refer to him as Elliot? I do. <laughs> uh, Good. Yes. But also to hit back on your little intro, I also refer to him as my little baby. <laughs> little like, baby. Like yeah, Dave Matthews. The Dave Matthews, yep. <laughs> exactly. A lot. Like daily. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. Andy and I, you told us about that a while ago, and mm-hmm. we still do that to each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. if the word baby comes up, one of us will probably go, a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't take credit for that, though. My sister is the one that cemented that little habit into my brain. So, nice. yeah, that's all her. Did your sister... Was your sister involved in this sci-fi stuff going on for you as a kid at all? No. No, I was wholly independent on the the sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think it also happened because I just really like science in general. Yeah. And so, sci-fi is just like a cool way to get like that itch scratched. Hmm. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, which is so funny because like sci-fi is very often completely outside of science. Yeah. You know, but it's always like sci-fi kind of by necessity has to tie back to science somehow Mm -hmm. or at least have some like imaginative science in it that sounds like it could be real. There has to be a little bit of like foundation there. Right. Yeah. Otherwise it becomes magic and then it's fantasy. Yeah. So and there are I mean, there are things that like cross that line. Like Star Wars is a classic example of one that. It's kind of a sci-fi, but it's more fantasy mm-hmm. because it's not really based in science um, until you get to midi-chlorians. And then we should just not go down that rabbit hole because I'll yeah. get really upset. But <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so you fall in love with the X-Files. Yeah. And then tell me a little bit about your X-Files obsession because I know that that's still going on today. Yeah, I mean, the X-Files is like my warm blanket. Yeah. Like when I don't feel good, it's on. When I can't sleep, it's on. It's just like, yeah, that's just what I have always happening when i need it it's for yeah. me that's fraser <laughs> yeah fraser is very very close up there too yeah or star trek the next generation and also survivor for yeah me. <laughs> yeah yeah that show where you put it on you're instantly just like oh thank god this is on yeah when i'm like totally brain dead and i can't pay attention to anything but i need something to like entertain me like yeah. that's that's my x-files definitely did, did you watch it as it was airing yeah so do you remember like big moments in the show that stuck out to you as far as like how, what your take on it was? Um, I just remember like the anxiety it used to give me, <laughs> like when Scully gets abducted, yeah, or when she gets um diagnosed with cancer, just terrible anxiety in like both of those moments. But I just like I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything about the X Files that affected the way you think about the universe? No. Really? No. Interesting. No, no. Because for me, that show is all about perception. Mm-hmm. Like, Mulder wants to believe in aliens. Yeah. And he keeps seeing all this crazy shit happening. Mm-hmm. And he just believes that it's aliens until someone tells him it's actually the government. You know? The, yeah. Like, the government's doing this. Yeah. And then he stops believing and, like, has this crisis of faith. And then they, f- like, if you fast forward to, like, the new stuff, it's... I mean, this is like X-Files spoilery stuff, but it's about how the stuff the government was doing was based off of alien technology. Yeah. So it kind of like brings it back full circle to what Mulder originally thought it was. Yeah. And to me, I, it got me thinking about just how like having a little bit of information 
um, can be so damaging because the information can be spun in either direction. Like this, what it, what Mulder saw was the government and it was aliens, but yep. he believed it was one or the other mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. when it was in fact both. Mm-hmm. But like the idea that it could be one or the other is completely paradoxical, you know, Yeah. at first yeah. until you find out that it is both. And then that makes sense, which I think is like really cool. And just got me thinking about a lot about misinformation and just how like we relate to what's happening based off of what we think is happening and not necessarily what is happening. What is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really, I mean, as I was, I think about those things now, like, yeah. you know, or the past, however many times I've, I've watched it, I definitely think about the show in different ways. But um, when I was in the middle of watching it, it was just like, it was just like fun and interesting. And I love the way that, like, they built Mulder and Scully's relationship. I think that that's mm-hmm. what it had more of an impact on is, like, how do you treat people that you disagree with? Mm, yeah, that's you cool. know, so that that relationship had a bigger impact on me than what I thought, you know, it said about the universe or you totally. Know, anything I like love that, that actually because yeah. that's a really good example of two people with like opposing worldviews mm-hmm. who take in information completely differently and come to similar conclusions. Or don't, and, like, still work together. Yeah, and they still respect each other, and they still treat each other with, like, dignity, and they still care for each other. And I think that that's something that, especially now, um, is totally lost on Mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) How did you feel about that? We're going to get, like, lightly spoilery here for X-Files, but how did you feel about the idea of Mulder, Mulder and Scully hooking up? I mean... Yeah, I loved it. I like that they didn't make it like a thing, though. That wasn't like, like it was written into the script that they do that, but it didn't become the center point. It, mm-hmm. it didn't become like a major thing. It was like happening on the periphery of the story. Yeah, and like neither of them, like they didn't change their behavior towards each other. They still called each other Mulder and Scully, you know? Uh-huh. It's like <laughs> it didn't affect their work, you know? And so yeah. I like that, that they just stayed like very true to that respect for each other totally yeah how did you feel watching it through for the first time when david duchovny left the show Ugh, (laughs) i don't like it (laughs) i still don't like it yeah i mean i watch it because i'm a completist and i have to but i don't like it (laughs) yeah yeah interesting i I, what robert patrick came in right i haven't Mm -hmm. seen this stuff yet i haven't seen the whole show i've seen like at least half of it yeah um i've seen a bunch of the first seasons and then i've seen like the new ish mm-hmm. i saw the first season that was new and then half of the i, we, I was watching it with you and we just yeah. fell off and haven't finished it so i haven't seen yeah. the second new season yet no but. i haven't either yeah oh really yeah oh wow yeah i mean having a kid will keep you busy yeah 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 um no i i did like it that you know they write scully into um try to take on more of that like faith that like Mulder had like she's trying to like force that perception or that perspective onto herself uh-huh. um which i feel like is you know what would actually like happen if you just like lost somebody that you were super close to and loved you know you'd want yeah. to try to like keep their vision of the task at hand totally true. totally she, um, she has to be his voice because he's gone yeah yeah and she has like in her a, own mind I yeah, guess. yeah yeah and and she has a dedication to the x-files and to their pursuit of the quote-unquote truth mm-hmm. um yeah so i really 
you know, I, I, I still like it. I don't like love it. Yeah. yeah. But you watched it anyway. Yeah, I always I always will watch it. Yeah, especially when I decide to go through and watch it from start to finish, I will always like watch it completely all the way through. And how many times have you done that? Like at least, I don't know, probably upwards of 20. Wow. Yeah. You've watched the entire show, which is what, 11 seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Like 20 times. Well, with the exception of the very newest seasons that right. just came out. Right. Yeah. Which I'm sure you will finish watching eventually when you have time. A thousand percent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I really like it. Yeah, it's been good. Like, it's... I mean, for me, someone who, like, watched the older X-Files and then fell off um, and came back to it with the new stuff, it really tracked as being the same show. Mm-hmm. And, like, really felt like it existed for a reason and was good i mean you and i did a long podcast about this when the first season came out yeah yeah and we did a photo shoot as Mulder and scully yes. for no reason which was like yeah. the funnest thing ever yeah just a little random cosplay <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> um yeah but and i'm so happy that you liked the newer stuff too because that's so cool to have your favorite show come back <gasps> oh yeah my god did you hear that there might be a reboot of Frasier? no this is a rumor going around but uh it might be happening. Yeah. Like Kelsey Grammer's trying to make it happen. And nothing's been announced yet or like finalized, but it, it might happen. That yeah. is my dream. And there's like the new Picard show coming out. I know, which looks It looks great. Very cool. It looks so I'm cool. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Like Also, I heard rumors, I don't know how true this is, that maybe there's a new Buffy. There's a, a Buffy that's reboot. Right. There is a Buffy, Buffy reboot. Which I'm super fucking stoked about yeah. because you want to talk about my other like yeah. But the other piece of my sci-fi heart is Buffy. Did well, that happen? I think that's more fantasy. I mean, Buffy, like, rides the line. There is some yeah. sci-fi in Buffy. And I've yeah. actually talked about Buffy on this show a lot, so it totally counts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Buffy is definitely more on the, like, fantasy side. Mm-hmm. But there are sci-fi elements. Yeah. Close enough. And it also, like, follows a lot of sci-fi tropes. Or yeah. just TV tropes that you see in sci-fi a lot. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the body switching episodes or, yeah. you know, everyone forgets who they are episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there, was like a, there was like a laundry list of things that they did on Buffy that they also did on Star Trek Next Generation. And they also did on Stargate Atlantis. Like, nice. <laughs> or just like SG-1. There's just like types of episodes that a lot of shows will do. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Buffy is just that like kind of stupid, silly, feel-good show that yeah. I just like to watch. You know, how old were you when you got into that? Oh, like way too old to like say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like, like I was not into Buffy when it was like airing on TV. Uh, yeah, neither was not I. at all. Yeah, so I think I watched I was... it like three years ago. Yeah, or something. Yeah, two I years ago. I don't know. I think I started watching it probably. I don't know, around age thirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like full-grown adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and is that like as precious to you as X-Files? No, but I can, do love it. Can anything be as precious to you as X-Files? Because like anything else that comes in now will be, will, will not be able to have the nostalgia. In are we talking about like sci-fi TV specifically or just anything? Just anything. Anything, yeah. yeah. Dark Tower. Oh, nice. Dark yeah. Tower is... Like, I, I love me some X-Files, but Dark Tower, like, I felt like it changed me. Yes. As a person. Totally. So. And do you read that as a teenager? No. I as read an adult? those, yeah, as an adult. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And I've read it 
because I get obsessive, as I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> so I've read the whole series three times, and I've listened to it on audiobook like four. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I need to reread at some point, because <sighs> so that good. that is a book series that changes you. Yeah. And I, I love, I mean, I really loved it. It was like one of the most intense media consumption experiences I've ever had. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, say goodbye to like six months of your life when you right. get into that. Yeah. It's also, a, for me, it's a frustrating thing because it's so inconsistent. And there are moments in it that that I just don't care for. Like, mm -hmm. yep. um, what's the, what's book five called? Wizard in Glass, is that book what's, five? Isn't that, no, I don't There's remember. There's Gunslinger. Okay. There's... Uh, Drawing of the Three. That's my favorite. Drawing of the Three is amazing. That's one of my favorite books ever written. <sighs> because I love Eddie it's, Dean so it's much. It's so good. Yes, yeah. Eddie is the best. Um, After that, there is... Well, oh, Wolves of the Kala. Wolves of, that's, that's the fifth one, yep. Yeah, that's the one where I was like, is this the best way to spend our time as like people journeying with these characters, you know? Yeah. Like that one... I, I had a hard time connecting to that book. Yeah. And I was so connected to the first four. Mm-hmm. That, that one, like... The f yeah, I don't know. I, I felt, like, conflicted. But then when it comes around to book seven, I'm just, like, so into it, you yeah. know? And just, like, so enthralled by everything. And that whole world was so worthwhile. Yeah. And the journey was so worth taking. And I fucking love how Stephen King stuck the landing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people hate it, but... For me, it just completes the experience. I don't think there's any other way that it could have ended. I agree. Yeah. Yep. And it, it just like creates this comp this whole experience that feels so good. Yeah. That is the type of thing that I think that everyone should check out if they're into this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, l I love it. Uh, so are those the biggest things that you've been obsessed with? I would say overall, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do get like weirdly obsessive, like when I like when I started watching Next Generation, mm -hmm. like that's all I watched. I was so proud of you. That well, was like last year. That was right after Elliot was born. Right. Yeah. 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 Because he didn't know the TV was on, so you know, what am I gonna do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, I would like sing the theme song to him, and he loved it. Nice. Um. Yeah. So I mean, but that's. I literally didn't watch anything else on TV when I started watching that. I just like, watched it from start to finish. All, yeah. You know. Yeah. What, so, are, what are your overall impressions of Star Trek The Next Generation coming to it now? Um, I... Which is my favorite show, just to have it be said. <laughs> we all know <laughs> But that. feel free to shit on it. It's okay. Yeah. No, I like it. I do. I do really like it. I like the... Especially for like... You know, it's time Star Trek... Even the original one, you know, has always kind of pushed boundaries, which I really appreciate. Um, I do think that it's nice that you cannot pay attention to 90% of the show and still know what happens. If you catch the first, like, couple of minutes and then the last couple of minutes, that's yeah. the whole plot. And the rest of in between is, like, a lot of science talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I would watch it again. Nice. You know. So. Um, is there anything else like sci-fi related between the X-Files and then when you become an adult that catches your eye or like impacts you or changes you somehow? Between X-Files and like now? Mm-hmm. Mm, I 
don't know. No, I mean, it's it's hard for me to... There's there's things I'd like, but there's nothing that's going to be beyond, like, Dark Tower. There's nothing that's, like, as special to me as X-Files. Yeah. You know? I think that that's just the way it is with your first, like, anything that you really get into. You know, when you feel like this is part of who I am. This is yeah. part of my voice. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I love Firefly. It's, yeah. like, amazing. You know, there's tons of, like shows that i really really like but it's always going to be like x files for me yeah at the end of the day yeah it's interesting how when we're kids like certain things define our identity yeah you know like for me it was star trek and super mario world (laughs) and like garfield for a while yeah you know i was so into garfield as a kid yeah um and captain planet yeah um but these things that like i cared about so much that if someone liked or disliked them it would kind of dictate whether or not we had a friendship. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, when I was a kid, too, it was like X-Files and just like a lot of music is what, mm, I don't know, yeah. like my my sci-fi nerdiness hasn't really come fully until like my adulthood, yeah. you know? It was like, it was there as like a teenager, you know? And it was like a very, like the X-Files was like this cool, like special thing that I really loved. But it didn't really, like, blossom into loving, quote-unquote, like, sci-fi in general until, uh-huh. like, my adulthood. Do you know what what made that change? Was it Dark Tower? No. I mean, Dark Tower even is another one that kind of rides that fantasy line. Yeah, a lot of it is fantasy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Contact. Oh, Contact. I know you're obsessed with Contact. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If we're talking about like just hard science, like Carl Sagan is just like right. Oh yeah, because yeah. you were really into Cosmos. Yeah, the old Cosmos. <clears throat> yeah, loved it. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, and I've read all of Carl Sagan's books. Mm-hmm. I have them all. Like I just, yeah, he was great. Um, was that part of like you transitioning in your own thoughts to being a sci-fi nerd? Yeah, I think that's why I came late to sci-fi because I was really into actual science Hmm. and it was hard for me, um, you know, with like a teenager brain to reconcile the two because they seemed like counterparts instead of, you know, like they didn't seem like they belong together. Like you can have science fiction and actual science. Right. Like here's the real thing and here's the fake version of it. Yeah. So to me, I just kind of felt like science fiction is all a lie. So like, what does it matter? (laughs) You know? And I think that that's why, I think that that's why the X-Files was really impactful because it was more about like the people than, Mm, you know, what was actually happening. You know, there's actually a lot of the X-Files that I don't like agree with. Like, I don't like the whole conspiracy theorist, you know, stuff like that kind of stuff in real life really bothers me. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it was because it was a story of like people that I was like, oh, yeah, like this isn't so bad, you know? Yeah. If that makes any sense. That does make sense. So you you were... So eventually your, you know, your science and your sci-fi meet somewhere. Yeah. And then you realize that they can coexist. Yeah. And you become more of a sci-fi nerd. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like when you become an adult, you realize that it, it, not everything is like one extreme or another. Uh-huh. In fact, 
99% of life is somewhere in the middle, you know? And so it's okay to have like science fiction that doesn't have like true hard science in it, you know, it right. doesn't like stick to all the rules the way that I thought right. maybe it should. Right. Cause a lot of science fiction is just a thought experiment. Like what yeah. if we could transfer our consciousness into a computer? Like what, what yeah. happens then? And yeah. that's been, that's been examined like thousands of times by, you know, thousands of authors. Oh, or, totally. And it's something that, is continually interesting to me personally because it's yeah. like the thing that we have an experience that seems like it could be possible uh, is a fascinating thing to look at mm -hmm. because then you can kind of learn about who you are. Yeah. By yeah. thinking about what you would do. Yeah. Well, and also like as a teenager too, I think that most teenagers, at least I did anyway, you think like what's happening right now is correct and it's right and that that's just the end of it, you know, and you don't mm -hmm. think about... <clears throat> excuse me, like the evolution, you know, of science and knowledge and how things change and adapt. And you have to, you know, you have to be able to look at things and, you know, be like, oh, okay, I was wrong about that. And then change your mind, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's why sort of my coming to sci-fi happened so late. Yeah. Cause you, it sounds like you had to kind of get old enough to understand that you can like something that your dad likes. <laughs> and that doesn't make me my dad. And that doesn't make you your dad. Yes. Yeah. 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 Took me a little while. Yeah. You know? But here we are. Is that, we can edit this out if you're uncomfortable with it, but it would generalizing your relationship with your dad be something you'd be comfortable doing on, on the podcast? Sure. Yeah. Extremely fractured. <laughs> this is what I would, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I honestly haven't, I haven't talked to my dad in, or had communication with him, I should say, in, um, God, probably two years, close mm -hmm. to two years. Yeah, I was still pregnant with Elliot. Mm -hmm. um, and how long has it been since you've had a consistent relationship with him? Oh, a consistent relationship? Yeah. I mean, elementary school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so like you grew up with him a little bit, and then he's been this chaotic yeah, I mean, presence he, in your life he since was, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the... Um, he's He's the reason why I love science hmm. you know i mean he definitely taught me how to look at the world you know in a specific way and to question things and um you know and so for that i'm like very very grateful he was very impactful in my life um but he's an asshole <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know i mean and <clears throat> you don't invest in your kids they're not going to invest in you right for any new parents out there, invest in your children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that relationship, you know, is uh, basically non-existent, which mm -hmm. I'm fine with, you know, but I, I did have a lot of kind of emotional baggage because he was so into science fiction. Hmm. You know, I re resisted it very hardly. That's so interesting because you, you love science because he loved it. Yeah. But you hate science fiction because he yeah. loved it. Yeah. Isn't, do, you, do you know what the what the difference is? I mean, I, you know, sometimes we feel things and there doesn't have to be a reason. But yeah. I'm just curious if you have thought about that. Yeah. Again, it's. I think that it's because science is something that I can see and could see when I was younger as, mm -hmm. like, the truth. Mm. Where science fiction was just, like, more bullshit that he just wow. spouted you know yeah so, so interesting it, interesting wow that's fascinating yeah so if you it sounds like maybe you don't 
maybe you didn't, I don't want to speak for you, but it sounds like maybe you didn't trust your dad's judgment. Is that, is that accurate? Do you think? Um, like if he loved this thing, then it, you didn't trust it and you had to like decide for yourself. Maybe. I don't know. I honestly like haven't really thought about it that much. I think that it was just, I mean, I think that it was just like as simple as just basic rebellion you know, like you like this, so I'm not going to like it. Was it hard for you to let go of the idea of not liking sci-fi because of him? Or did it just kind of fade to the background over time? I think it, yeah, it just faded, you know, because I think that as I gave, like, as I kind of came to terms with my relationship with him and became like just being okay with not like really having a dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a lot of ways, like forgiving him, you know, because that's how you move on is you're just like, okay, like that's the decisions you made. These are the decisions I'm making. And then you all move on and get on with your life. So I think that it did fade into the background. It was hard for me to watch next generation because that was on a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? And so I really had to like, actually like kind of talk myself into that one. Wow. And which is maybe why I don't feel like as connected to it as I maybe would have, you know? Well, I'm just excited you watched it at all because it's my favorite. And it's so, like, I just love the fact that like you and I were able to talk about how you felt about the finale of Next Generation, which is like... Yeah, I loved it. You know, one of my absolute favorite episodes of TV and, like, my favorite person. I'm like, can we talk about this? (laughs) Finally? It's so exciting. Uh, I love Well, one of my favorite people, Andy, also. I I, I can't forget. (laughs) Don't don't forget Andy. Yeah. 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 Favorite person who is not Andy. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's fascinating. Because, like, I, you know, you and I have known each other for years. Yeah. And we've talked about a lot of this stuff, but never, I've never heard it all strung out together. Like, yeah. I know how you feel about X-Files, and I know how you, I know what your relationship with your dad is like. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting to me to hear how those things have, like, yeah, are also connected. Because yeah. they're all a part of you, and, yeah. you know, it can't be separated. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's it's weird. And I've never really... I mean, given it a whole lot of thought, I guess. I mean, even the first X-Files movie, my dad and I actually went and saw it together, mm-hmm. you know, and that was kind of at a time when I was sort of trying to, like, rebuild a relationship, you know. Um, and so, again, like, I really love that movie, I think, because when I first watched it in the theater when it came out, I was like... It was like this cool new part of like the show that I loved, but it was also um, sort of on the the coming of a hopefully a better relationship with my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and even though that didn't work out, like I think that since I was feeling, you know, hope, hopeful, yeah. you know, and already excited about this thing that I love having like a new piece to it, you know, it's like yeah. when your favorite musician puts out a new album, you're like, yes, and totally. it's just like a pot of fucking gold. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So when I watched that movie, I still just like, I love it. I could recite like every line of it. And it's just like one of my favorite movies. So those positive feelings are still attached to it. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Man, the way that people experience things is so interesting to me. fucking weird, huh? Yeah. Because like, I remember going to see The Mummy with my dad. I saw The Mummy. I don't remember who I saw it with the first time, but I loved it so much. I like made my dad go with me and mm-hmm. watch it. 
And he was like not super into it, but he still came with me. Yeah, like a good dad. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I still remember that. Like, uh, there's been a couple times where I took my dad to see Lost in Space also, and he has a hard time staying awake in movies. He tends to fall asleep. <laughs> um, but I just remember as a kid, like if I really, really wanted, or if I really, really loved something, I wanted my dad to go see it with me because mm-hmm. that would be something special, even yeah. if he wasn't going to stay awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it does like affect how I remember those movies. Mm-hmm. You know. Like yeah. having those experiences around it. It's so yeah, because you you just recall on on that like feeling at right. the same time, and it know? doesn't matter if there's flaws in those things. Yeah, in those movies, yeah. and it doesn't matter if it's a good movie even. You yeah, because both of those movies are arguably not good movies, but they're yeah. two of my favorite movies. Yeah, because <laughs> they're great. Yeah, I mean, same with X Files. Although I would argue that it is a good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, X Files is a really good. The show. first the first movie is a good movie, right? And yeah. I saw that when it came out before having seen the show so i don't re- really remember what happens i yeah. was confused yeah i should rewatch that it's been so long it's really good and yeah. i've seen the show up until the point where the movie happens but mm-hmm. i haven't but that's like kind of where i fell off yeah i think yeah although i it wasn't something i meant to stop watching it just kind of happened mm-hmm. and now i'm like fuck it's been so long i'd have to start over yeah. which maybe i'll do someday but yeah. we'll see. oh my god if you want to watch x files from start to finish <laughs> please give me a call well you and i need to finish watching the new season of doctor who because we oh we got a God. few episodes into it we're trying to watch it together but like our yeah. lives have been making it hard to hang out i mean yeah. you you have a kid and i've been dealing with some health stuff that's so it's like hard for you to leave we've both the been house, homebound and it's hard for me to leave the house yeah so it's so exciting that you're here yeah. i'm so glad you're here at my house me it's too. so great every time we come over it's so fun we play mario and it's I'm- great I'm very happy. Yeah. It feels um, good. <laughs> what are you watching now? Like, what are you into now? I just finished the Orville. Nice. Yeah. And was that because of the last podcast? It was. The- yeah. Nice. Well, because I started watching it and then I kind of fell off and then I listened to uh, your podcast and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give that another go. Well, how was it? It was great. I loved it. it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it. just like, it's light, but it's kind of heavy at the same time, uh-huh. you know? I really, really love how a lot of the episodes aren't just wrapped up nicely at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not always like this great answer that they come to. A lot of it is just like, well, that fucking sucked. There you go. <laughs> right. You know, but I mean, I appreciate that because that's kind of reality. Yeah. Sometimes you know? life sucks. Yeah. Sometimes there's no easy answers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I... I literally just watched the last episode during Elliot's nap today. Nice. Instead of vacuuming my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, the this, the second season I feel like was so much better than the first season. Yeah. Yeah. I I am kind of over the whole like Ed and what's her face? Ed and Kelly. Kelly, yeah. yeah. I think everybody is. Yeah, I'm just like just don't or right. do. It's like yeah, either be together or shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah exactly yeah but but i love that show i'm so excited for season three yeah i'm excited for it too is there anything else that you got into when you got older that maybe not at x-files tier but something that you feel like everybody who likes sci-fi needs to watch well doctor who nice yeah absolutely obviously yeah that was another one that i yeah i got into i kind of got into a lot of um sci-fi when i lived in california and I think that's because uh-huh. I didn't really have, like, a big support system there. Like, I have, right. you know, 
Like, I have some friends in California now, but when I first moved there, I didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody, and I spent a lot of time by myself. Mm-hmm. And so... Like you and um, Rachel were working opposite schedules and never saw each other, so you're just, yeah. like, alone all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah. like, went to work, and it was actually my friend Aubrey who told me to... Who I worked with at the yeah. time, who told me to watch Doctor Who, and I fucking love it so much. Yeah. Aubrey, yeah. you're probably listening to this. When you move to Seattle, you have to come on my podcast. Oh, she will. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talked about it last time I saw her, but it's yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's going to happen. I know. I'm, I love that girl. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. So, yeah, Doctor Who is another another good one. Is there is Doctor Who for me is like a a transformative show where it yes. kind of changes how I feel about the world. Yep. Did and if that happened for you, can you pinpoint anything in particular? Like any particular moment? Or just like a what, feeling or something. Like what is it that you took from that that affected your life? I think what it is, is that the doctor is so passionate about life. Just in general. Like all kinds of life. And doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Um, even if doing what's right is like hard. You know? I don't know. I just I like the um I like the the doctor's not like a good person necessarily, but he he's tries to be or she. Yeah. or whatever the doctor is. Yeah. You know. Um I feel like whatever the doctor whatever pronoun the doctor is currently using is 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 right, unless you're talking about a past season. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about David Tennant's doctor, then I would go he, and if you're talking about... I think that, yeah, that's why I'm saying he, because I'm, I'm right. thinking about, like, when I... you're thinking like, about David I... Tennant. I can see it on your face. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking about, like, yeah, well, the first couple of seasons, because yeah. that's when, um, obviously, because I started watching, With, you know, Doctor Nine. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... I misread your doctor face. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know my doctor face. I don't. I I can tell. Um, no, there was a little sprinkle of tenant in my in my thought process. So okay. you're right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I just like I like the morals and the values of science fiction. Yeah, I think is what it boils down to. I I wish that more people in real life just really could look at things from a multitude of angles. And see everyone's perspective and come to, like, the best conclusion possible rather Mm. than just being concerned with being correct. Right. They're worried about themselves and they're afraid of what other people want. Yeah. Or they're, yeah, they're afraid of, like, what they might lose or what it might cost them or, you know what I mean? Instead of just, like, what it's going to do for the world, like, as a whole. (laughs) Oh, my God. My dog is (laughs) coughing. He's got this horrible cough and it's always, like a two-step process. The first step is like these lower mm-hmm. hacky coughs. And then the second step is this one final high-pitched hack. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh, this we're, we're trying to help him, but we don't, we've been like trying to help him with his cough for like a year and we can't figure it out. Yeah. He's an old man. He's an old man. He's 15 and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I feel like sci-fi, uh, it, it's not always this way, but sci-fi is very often aspirational mm-hmm. socially. Yep. It's very often like looking into the future of our society and saying like, what if we were actually equal or like, what if these things that are, are barriers now 
don't aren't barriers in the future. Yeah. Or conversely, like what can our current barriers do damage wise? You、mm-hmm. know, like post apocalyptic fiction is like, what if we don't figure our shit out? Yeah. And it, goes, and it goes really wrong. And both ways, like you know, utopian science sci-fi and apocalyptic sci-fi can both teach you similar lessons about how we treat each other and like where we can go from here. Yeah. To go in、yeah. a positive direction. Yep. I think that's that's really like. At the core of what I like about sci-fi is that like overall theme of I don't know, I mean Seth MacFarlane's、uh, character says in Orville when we all do better we all do better oh yeah I love that you know yeah、totally. and I like that's a great line yeah it's true yeah totally and it's really shaped the way that I think as a person like the whole idea of you know. Other people's points of view can be different from yours and still correct,、mm-hmm. you know, or just as correct as yours.、Yeah. And just because you believe a certain thing doesn't mean that it is right. Yeah. And I think a lot of sci-fi is that way because、yep. I think I think science is that way. Yeah. Like science is this. Science is supposed to help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Science. Science doesn't discriminate. I mean, it has its own like checks and balances built into it. So,、yeah. like, if you're a scientist and you make up some bullshit, that you're just gonna start saying, hey. Like this is real or whatever. Like that,、um, I don't know. Vaccines cause autism, which、mm-hmm. they don't, right? So that guy just like made it up, right?、Um, you have the whole rest of the scientific community that that tries to authenticate your results, exactly. And if they can't, then they're like, "You're a fucking liar," right? right. And that's how like that guy got busted. Unfortunately, people still believe. Right, and that that Even, is the the danger with、yeah. science is that you know this is the flip side. This is like the the flawed human performing flawed science,、mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people will believe anything. Yeah, and that's dangerous. Like so dangerous. That's such a problem, and I don't know how to affect change in that area. But like that's something I really want to do is to like encourage people to think for themselves and not believe everything they read and like check their sources and check. You know, if you see something that is outrageous that really upsets you, like search for it and see if other media outlets are reporting it the same way.、Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, you can't necessarily trust it all the time. I mean, take everything you read with a grain of salt. And like, like we were talking about with the X Files, you know, in- information and perception can shape your reality so intensely. Yeah. And don't let other people shape your reality by lying to you through clickbait. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing is that people need to be willing to take. A little bit extra time,、mm. and just like check the sources, right? See if other people are also saying that this is something that's true, right? And and really look to see if if all of those sources are going back to really the same, you know, like handful of people, or if it's like very widespread, you、mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that's just a pretty good, easy way to see if something is probably true. You know, the problem is that we are now in this era where We only give ourselves fractions of seconds to like take information in. You know, we、mm-hmm. read a headline,、mm-hmm. and chances are nobody even like reads that like particular article, and you're just like, okay, this one thing happened.、Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, this thing happened, and it was crazy. And, yeah. Like, what are the details? I don't know. I just read the headline. Like、yeah. that happens all the yeah. time. Yeah. So to ask people to like read. Not just like one whole article, but like several articles, and then go back and look to see like where it's coming from. Yeah, that's a lot of work to people nowadays.、Totally. And、I'll, I don't do that all the time. I yeah, you know, the, I don't. I think the minimum that you do need to do, which the minimum that I do, is check the source that I'm reading. Yeah, like if it is a source I've never heard of before,、mm-hmm. then I then I definitely take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, or look just to see like. 
who funds that source? And that'll sure. give you a pretty good idea of if it's going to be by a biased opinion or not. Yeah. You know, like where's where's the money coming from to put this article out there? Totally. Well, you you're a an amazing person who's very self-aware and intelligent and questions the world around them. Oh, and I, thank you. I think that that has a lot to do with the awesome science fiction that you grew up on. I thank really you. Do. Yeah. I, I think I, I really think it does too. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so glad that you came around to being a full on sci-fi nerd in your thirties. Yes. Me too. <laughs> Couldn't imagine life any other way. Yeah. Cause I've, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've been a sci-fi nerd. Yeah. And, and really more so the the longer I've known you. Yeah. But like you got this space tattoo on your arm. Yeah. Like what, five, six years ago or something? Um, I don't what year is it? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, somewhere um, around then. Yeah, and now like I remember you and I bonding over how much we loved contact. Which is another uh, thing we podcasted about in the past. It is. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in this that. podcast feed you can find it. Yeah. And we talked about cocoon once too. Ooh, and yeah. my stepmother is an alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a silly, that's, yeah. that's one of those silly shows or movies that I grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Which I like. Well, this was super great. And yeah. thank you so much for being willing to, you know, talk about your relationship with your dad a little bit, because that really helps contextualize, you know, your whole yeah. story with science fiction. It's, and I learned a lot today that I didn't already know. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I would like to make a correction earlier. I, I like having weird guilt about calling my dad an asshole. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think that that's how I used to feel about him. Yeah. Right now, I just feel like he's like a guy who made some mistakes and, you know, doesn't know how to get out of it. Um, yeah. So just that little like. I mean, I can always go correction. back and edit it out if you want me to. Um, Maybe. We can think about it. Okay. If you heard it, then we didn't. All right. If you didn't hear any of this, then you don't know what's being said. Ha ha, <laughs> Well, Sarah, thank you so okay. much for coming back on the show. Yeah. I'm sure we'll do me. this again. Uh, I hope until so. next time, yes. stay nerdy out there. Sci Fi with Jesse Mercury is listener funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash jessemercurysci-fi. If you love this podcast, help me spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform, leaving us a positive rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice, or by contacting me directly via email at sci-fi at jessemercury.com. For more cosmic content, including my sci-fi synth-pop album, music videos, podcasts, and live streams, visit my website at jessemercury.com.